Destination Earth, Part 6, A Simple Plan. As the alarm sounded, Spin, Jenner, and Professor Anderton barreled down the corridor toward the storage room. The two guards were no match for Spin's blaster, but the real threat was the enemy horde that was closing in from behind. Right back into the storage room, quick! Hop onto the elevator platform. I'll scan a tag to get it moving. They're coming! Spin! Jump on! Doesn't this thing go any faster? Spin had jumped onto the platform just as it was gathering speed. It disappeared into the service hatch as grey projectiles exploded all around it. The platform reached the main elevator shaft and was about to descend when an alien guard fired at them with perfect aim. It's going to hit us! Jump! Grab onto that pipe! I can't hold on for long! I'm attaching my grappling hook to the pipe. Here, take the rope. Climb down the elevator shaft. They're coming. Hurry, I'll give you cover fire. There's an access hatch down here. Open it and get in. Can't hold them off for long. I'm inside. Come on, Dad, climb in. Yeah. They hit the pipe! Spin is falling! He's still tied to the rope. We've got to hold his weight. Brace yourself against the hatch. We've got you, Spin. More graves coming from down here. A whole platform of them. Pull me up now! Are you all right? You're hurt. I got hit by a bit of shrapnel. It's nothing. We'll stay on the floor. We're safe for the moment. I'm closing the hatch. <sighs> this must be some sort of maintenance room. These bundles of cable are high-capacity wiring, and this is some sort of computer node. Interesting. A screen and a keyboard. Mr. Braddock, mind if I borrow your translator? No, be my guest. Here, catch. <clears throat> Ah, I wonder. Hey, Grant Noss, defense mainframe. How are you feeling? I'll live. We need to get out of here fast. This place will be crawling in a minute. For all their superior weapons, their computer systems are surprisingly easy to invade. The firewall is very primitive. I'm going to mess a little bit with their friend foe recognition. That's it. I've disabled their defense drones. <laughs> Good work. And we need to find a way out of this station. Hold on. According to the computer, there is a bank of escape pods on the deck above us. How do we get there? We can climb up that ladder. There's an access hatch in the ceiling. Let's go. Now, according to the map, this is a crawl space under the pod bay. Quiet. There are two guards just above us. I'll try to take them out. Did you get them? They're dead. Winkhorns gave me away. Quick, climb out. We don't have much time. Get into that escape pod. 
Garvey, can you hear me? Barely. All right, get the blizzard over here fast. Anderton switched off the defense drones. Be there in a flash. Hold on to something, people. I'm pulling the activation lever. Garvey won't stand a chance. Look at all those patrolling fighters. Hope your little trick worked, Anderton. Otherwise her ship might get scratched. And she does not like scratches. Don't worry. It worked. I'm almost sure. I'm closing in on the station. So far the defense drones are leaving me alone. Good. We're in an escape pod. Can you track us? Yeah. I got you on the screen. I'll pick you up. Jenna, get those spacesuits. We need to put them on. I can't shake them much longer. We're wearing spacesuits. Open the loading ramp and fly past the pod. Give me countdown of when you'll be here. I'm going to tie my rope around us and shoot the grappling hook at the loading ramp. You can pull us out. That is completely insane, Smith. I don't have much to work with. Ramp open. Jenna, Professor. Steal your helmets and hold on tight. We've only got one shot at this. Be there in ten. Getting ready nine, to open the airlock. Eight, the vacuum seven, will suck six, us out. Five, four, three, now. two, one. Alright, it worked. We're hanging on to the blizzard. I'm reeling us in. Don't fly into anything heavy. I've got two of them on my tail. We're safe inside. Close the ramp. Yeah, could I? Can we outrun them? Impossible, they're everywhere! Guys, could I just... Then we fight! They outgun us a thousand to one! If I may... Then what do we... Listen, my dad is trying to say something. If I could use your ship's computer for a second. Whatever you're doing, it better work, and it better work fast. Now, I just have to activate the subroutine. One more shot and we are gone! The hull is disintegrating. That's it. <laughs> Did you see that? The defense droids are shooting their own guys. It's a, it's a neat little trick. What I did was... Garvey, get us out of here, quick! Having somehow escaped with their lives, Spin, Garvey, Jenner, and the Professor returned to Dimos. In Anderton's office, they tried to make sense of what they had witnessed on board the Teikran Moth. Professor, what was that green ball of death the Grey fired at that planet? I believe it's, it's a weapon that works by somehow infecting, for lack of a better word, the planet's biomatter. Infecting? Yes, like, like a virus. Although... A virus that has evolved naturally would not work that fast. It must be artificial. The Grey designed it. Yeah, precisely. But that alone doesn't account for its speed. You see, 
A virus works by replacing the DNA of individual cells with its own, thereby instructing them to produce more of the virus, which infects the neighbouring cells, and so on. That takes time. Even with the fastest virus, a global infection would take weeks. The infection we saw took minutes at best. All right, so if it wasn't a virus, what was it? It looked almost like an antimatter reaction. Remember when the green bomb merged with the biosphere? Mm, That's when it turned into that brown sludge. Yes, the sludge spread with the velocity of an antimatter reaction, killing all life on the planet. My guess is that this green ball is filled with, how shall I put it, the antimatter equivalent of DNA. A sort of anti-DNA. Once it comes in contact with a sufficient amount of a planet's biological matter, it causes a chain reaction analogous to an antimatter explosion. The planet is dead within minutes. It's the ultimate doomsday weapon. And so handy in size as well. We must warn the Defence Council. If the Greys start using this thing on inhabited worlds, there's no way to stop them. But wait a minute. Dad, why would they use it on inhabited planets? So they can colonise them? But the bomb renders the planet completely uninhabitable. Colonising it would mean decades of terraforming. That's an excellent point, Jenna. I confess, I don't have the answer. The search engine found something on Lambert Noyce, the old man who committed suicide. He was working on something called four-dimensional space-time differential. According to this article, he said he had had a major breakthrough just before he disappeared. Great galaxy. Professor, are you alright? Dad, what's wrong? He succeeded. He found a way to circumvent the fourth-dimensional mass-energy barrier. What does that mean, Professor? What, you're familiar with the basics of hyperspatial navigation? Three-dimensional space is bent and you pass through a hole in hyperspace right to your target destination. Yeah, I've done it a million times. Well, according to this, Noyce was working on bending four-dimensional space, meaning that you would be able to reach a different point in time as well as a different point in space. Time travel? Well, that's impossible. Theoretically, it isn't. It's just very, very impractical. Noise showed that a mathematical possibility exists. The problem is that the energy required is greater than the energy contained in the entire universe. If Noise solved the mass-energy barrier, it means that time travel is possible, and the Greys have the key. All the more reason to go to the Defence Council. Don't you see? The Greys have the secret to time travel. They possess a bomb that can kill an entire planet in minutes, and they are looking for Earth. I don't get it. Well, let me explain it to you. Jenna, help me wipe this chalkboard clean. If we plot time on the x-axis, and the number of inhabited worlds in the galaxy on the y-axis, we can mark a certain point on the timeline as the present. Now, today. At this point, About 10 million worlds in the galaxy are inhabited by humans. I'll mark that number on the y-axis. But according to my theory, at one time in the past, there was only a single world inhabited by humans. The planet Earth. Here, I'll I'll mark it on the y-axis. Now, what would you do if you wanted to destroy humanity? At this point in time, now. You would need to bomb 10 million worlds to get rid of us. But if you send a single bomb back in time to this point, before the human race ever left Earth, then you could wipe out all human life in the galaxy with a single attack. One bomb on pre-spaceflight Earth 
and humanity is erased from the universe forever, as if it never existed. Great galaxy. That's why Noyce killed himself. He feared that he'd given the Greys the key for the destruction of the human race. What do we do to stop this? It seems that my lack of success in finding Earth plays into our hands now. What do you mean? Two ships were sent out from Earth to colonize the galaxy. Adam and Eve. The artifact you recovered was Adam's black box. It's in the hands of the Greys now, but fortunately it's worthless. The data on it was erased. Now, if we want to make sure that the location of Earth remains hidden forever, we have to destroy the black box on the other ship, Eve. That way, no one will be able to trace the ship's path back to its planet of origin. The location of Earth will be hidden forever. Where is the other ship? Although my research on Eve is extensive, I haven't been able to find the exact location. But if memory serves, 30 years ago, another group of explorers set out to find Eve. Did they succeed? I don't know. Their ship disappeared mysteriously. No one ever found the wreck or any survivors. I believe it was called the Quasar. Sorry, wait a minute. Did you just say the Quasar? That was its name. Looks like we have found a survivor. See, 30 years ago, I was found drifting in space inside an escape pod. And the ship that pod came from was the Quasar. What happened to the ship? I don't know. But the flight protocol would still be inside the escape pod's memory banks. And I think I know where to find that pod. Would our heroes stop the Grey's diabolical plan to wipe out humanity? Tune in next time for part seven of Destination Earth. Destination Earth is written and directed by Patrick McGinley. It stars Jerry Redford, Jet Tattersall, Jemima Knight and Peter McCallum and is narrated by Francis Edwards. Music by Silke Matzpol. It was recorded at Sydney Sound Brewery by recording engineer John Resk. If you enjoy Destination Earth, please tell your friends about it and like and subscribe in your podcast app of choice. Reviews and comments are very much appreciated. On Twitter, we are at DestiEarthAudio. We are Destination underscore Earth underscore Audio on Instagram, and you can find us on the web at DestinationEarthAudio.com. Thanks for listening.